can hear you through the computer. Oh. That sounds like a you problem. Mm. Yeah. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Honest Breakups with Jackie. <laughs> no. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> That's not beer that you're drinking. You're drinking a bottle of water. Oh, the, the boil thing. <laughs> boil thing. The boil van. I'm drinking water, too. We had a lot of high hopes for drinking beer right now, but yeah. I, I'm tired. I don't know if I can do I it right now. I think I'm getting a cold that my kids are getting, and so beer is probably not a great choice. Oh, God. Look at us being yeah. so responsible. That's Should cool. I explain what the boil van is? Or yeah, Let's probably. leave it and just like pretend people know what it is. No, you should explain it for sure. It's right now, uh, city of Austin, we need to boil our water because mm -hmm. there are, oh, there's a word for the things that are in our water. And I'm going to look it up right now because it's a funny word. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's my word of the week and I clearly don't remember it very well. Word of the week, it's... a new segment that's not going to carry over to next week because none oh, of our segments I've had do. Word of the week. No, I, sh I should definitely carry this over. I've found funny words before. So the word this week is turbidity. Turbidity? <laughs> turbidity. Turbidity. How do you spell that? Turbidity. That's like a spelling bee. Like, use it in a sentence. T-U-R-B-I-D-I-T-Y. Okay. So that's funny. That's a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a very funny word. It comes from turbid. Mostly, it just basically means it's unclear. In, in this sense of, I guess, the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality sets standards for the how clear your water is. Wow. Well, that sounds like a lot of plastic for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, unfortunately, I have seen how much water I drink. And I'm glad that normally I don't use plastic bottles. Right. Are you just using gallons of water? Are you just going to the store? Are all the stores out of water now? Is it just like an, a, a water apocalypse happening? I haven't gone to the store in a while. It was sort of like a water apocalypse. It's been a couple days now. Okay. We've been boiling water at home. But yeah. at work, we have no way to boil water. So we oh. have to use water bottles. That's I right. live close enough to mm. outside of the city so that we can drive a little bit to get filtered water from like a grocery store mm -hmm. that isn't on the boil ban, which is fairly convenient nice. compared to boiling water, which is very inconvenient. Yeah, it is. To bring right. this back to design, our entire <laughs> infrastructure for water, clean water, is incredibly impressive. And I never thought about it until now. Okay. Which is, probably makes it why it's good design. It's just something that's there that I've taken advantage of for however old I am. Because I've never had to boil water before. Although when I grew up, I was on a well. And so that was not as much. <sighs> There's just so much information flying in I my know. face people, right now. People are... Wait a minute. I'm not... Hold on a minute. First of all, <laughs> before you continue, the water... What's good design? Because you're you're currently boiling water now to drink. Yeah, boiling water sucks. <laughs> I missed the part that's you take advantage of the clean water system. What was that? Yeah, because we have like cold, clean water all the time. Oh, it's just, okay. It's just something that is like we. I'm generalizing as probably most Americans mm. have advantage have the advantage of of just 
turning a knob true. and getting clean water. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how important that is to I life. Know. I know. And and you grew up on a well. That I grew was up on a well. Point. So the the reason I brought that up, my mind's going in a million directions. It's probably I'm going to blame Skype. I think it's the plastic. I think it's because you're just drinking. Getting to my head. <laughs> plastic head fieldler. Plastic head. The worst part about all of this is that's not the worst part. But annoying part of all of this is I have to take water from a water, if I want tea, take water from a water bottle and pour it in a mug and microwave the mug so I have hot water to make Uh tea, which feels so terrible to me. I hate that. Yeah. Why? That's at the office? Yeah. Okay, got it. I'm I'm on board now. I'm in it. I'm in it now. (laughs) You know, you can get a little camping stove. Just do that. Just like get a tent and a little camping stove and bring it to the office. And you know, though, Kyle, this is an excellent segue because if we were to fast forward to your new Austin digs, the new Thoughtbot office. I'll just have a a room that's a tent. Well, I was going to say you'd have like a a way to boil water. (laughs) We have a full kitchen in the new office. Right. So, But I still want the whole tent thing. Okay. That sounds cool. Well, you cool. can have it. Well, you have a clubhouse back there. Yeah. We signed a lease for a, a house on West 6th Street in Austin. So cool. Yeah, it's a two-floor thingy. We have a porch. We have Two porches. a clubhouse. Mm-hmm. We have parking spaces, which are very important here in Austin. It's the whole shebang, really. That's just wonderful. <laughs> it's so... It's, it is. Like, Wow. We're all very excited to to move into that. Very, yeah. very, very excited. I realized that I've been in co-working both WeWork and when I lived in Philly, I was in co-working. So I've been co-working for, I think, over five years. That's so... so I'm, I'm ready long. for our own office. Yes. We're calling it Thought House. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so are you going to make t- like t-shirts in the clubhouse? Is that what's happening? Make T-shirts for the clubhouse? Yeah, I, I feel like know. T-shirts happen in clubhouses. At least that's yeah, what happened in my clubhouse. We've talked about a lot of different uses for that clubhouse. One of them was a daycare. Uh, one of our designers here has a infant, which is not a reality. One of them was a, a doggy daycare, which is also not a reality. Mm-hmm. One of them was just my personal own space. Which is also probably Kyle's Think Hut. <laughs> Kyle's Think Hut. Kyle's Clubhouse. No one else is invited. <laughs> you you said that, and I immediately thought of like letters backwards, like Kyle's Clubhouse. <laughs> Kyle's with club with a you know like a K or something. K. That's great. What else? Oh, we we talked about it being like a random, like a putting a bed and making it like basically like a hotel room. <laughs> For people that come visit, they could just stay at the Thought House Clubhouse. Oh, that's such a good idea. I like that idea a lot. It's also probably scary. I feel like I'd be scared to sleep in like a little tiny house in an area that I didn't know anything about. (laughs) (laughs) It's in a nice area. Yeah, I bet it is. None of of these things are going to... It's probably... Storage. use. No. (laughs) Put all your post-its in there. We don't have any... It just... (laughs) Just fill the entire building with post-its. They're like balloons. Those, those are fun. Ball pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people would just be flocking to that office. Uh, check out the clubhouse. 
You could do Check sprints in there. That was another thing. Like we, w- there's yeah. a, it, they have a bathroom attached, so you just like never need to leave. Perfect. I'll sell sprints and I'll just lock people in once they start the sprint, and when it's done, it's done. Right. I'll just unlock it at the end of the week. We have to unlock it with a password that they don't know, so they have to kind yeah. of guess like what Definitely. the word is. I think that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. That's so exciting. And when is that going to start again? When are you going to move in? It's tentative. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I think we're looking to move in at the end of November, potentially. Our lease officially starts January 1st. Oh, that's so cool. What have you been working on? (laughs) (laughs) We just started a project this week. I'm going to be an advisor on. So just a couple of days a week to help support the other two designers. It's a project with a really tight timeline and a lot of work. So it's going to be like pacing and communication and expectation setting and, you know, what is success chats, like mm-hmm. a plenty, <laughs> just kind of helping keep everyone on track and helping yeah. out where I can. Nice. And volunteering for any kind of grunt work that would hold anybody up, I will gladly do. So, yeah, just starting that. Also, too, still working on now trying to implement and test a new hiring process, which you and I are going to talk about offline together in person in a few weeks, which is really fun. We'll have an, uh, probably maybe record an episode if, you're, if we can, another in-person one. Do you think you can, that Tom yeah. will still need to book out the first 15 minutes to help me with setup? Probably. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, because like the clap thing is here. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the, true. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know definitely you like need that. to do that again. Right. Hundred percent. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's part of it. It's part of the deal. So yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? My time has been split between doing interviews for mm-hmm. design directors, mm-hmm. doing one-on-ones, and trying to fit in some project work. The fun thing that I've been doing on my project has been designing for Android, which I've never done before. The The project that I'm doing is native. It's going to have both iOS and Android native. So I've been working with components from material design, which is not something that I've done before. And so that's just been fun a fun learning experience, looking at the differences between iOS and Android and, and the different components that they have, mm-hmm. um, the different standard components. Some of them are much better in Android, and some of them are much worse. It's been interesting. Specifically, the, the calendar selector, for mm-hmm. the calendar input, it pops up like a full calendar, and it's very visual, and it does a really good job, as opposed to like the default one for... The wheel? Uh, is, yeah, the wheel mm. for iOS, which is not so wonderful. So, like, what other things are, are different between the two that you've noticed? It was nice going, like, starting with iOS and then seeing, like, okay, what, what, what's the differences? I think the biggest is the title and navigation. And even the navigation, to some point, some extent, there's sort of, like, a, a middle ground. But I think the, the titles are – they're slightly different – so like the title bar up at the top, title bar component, mm-hmm. the way that inputs work in both. So material design has like the underline and it has the label as part of the hint. 
Usually, mm. it seemed like... The hint? Yeah, the input hint, or whatever you want to call it. The the label, you mean? The label for uh, input? Yeah. Okay. What are you doing? I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm thinking about the words <laughs> that came out of my mouth. <laughs> my brain is... <laughs> Why is that important, that, that they're different? Because that sounds like a pretty minor thing. Or is it not minor? A lot of the changes were minor, and I'm mm-hmm. communicating with a team that is offshore. So I, I just want to make sure that my intent is more clear. And if it was an Android developer that was here in person, it would be much more conversational. Because especially since I'm designing for Android for the first time, like I would want to hear from them things that are easier to implement, things that I, I'm not thinking about. But the time overlap difference right now is really hard. So we're basically communicating through abstract. Uh, So they're writing comments on abstract of Mm -hmm. how I've designed it and how it might not fit or might fit. So that's been the way that we've been trying to do it. The differences are small, but, but I think it's important to communicate my intent to them clearly. How do you like using abstract? I heard it's really cool. It is really cool. I'm I'm still the only one contributing to the project. So it's kind okay. of, it looks like a Git project that you're the only one contributing to. Okay. Right. I can imagine, I haven't used it with other designers yet, but I can see, and I've, I have seen where it makes a lot of sense and is really helpful. It's also like right now I'm doing a little bit of a color exploration for the app. And so it's really helpful there because I can just create a bunch of branches and say like what does it look like here and what does it look like here and if if we don't go in those directions i can just Mm -hmm. essentially wipe them out and that way i'm not dealing with either multiple artboards or multiple files Mm -hmm. i essentially am but it's all contained within the abstract that's so nice that's so nice yeah i was just walking through a designer like their port their portfolio and they had used abstract for something and they're just saying how awesome it was for version control I would say that it's like at the point where I would probably use it for every single project that we have that we're mm-hmm. doing anything in Sketch, just the same way we would use Git or Git GitHub, I guess. Just because it, if I am the only one contributing, we still have version history. It gives us a nice way to talk about the design on the design, mm-hmm. which there there are a bunch of tools out there that do that, and including like Envision, but. It's nice to have it directly. It's just like Git, GitHub. Like yeah. to be able to comment directly on a line of code and say like this is something I'm thinking about or this is some, some something I think you could do better or wh- whatever it is. It's the same kind of thing with design. The parallels are there and so it's really nice from that aspect. If you're a client and you don't have Sketch, can you still use Abstract to see designs? Yeah. So I have the their whole team my client, they're all invited as viewers, so they can see everything, all the changes. As soon as I commit changes, they can see them. And my client's been commenting. They've been like, we've used it as a tool to talk about the design, especially since everyone's remote, essentially. And, and we're working, they're working at during their hours, and I'm working during mine. And so it's, it's a nice tool to have that asynchronous conversation about specific design elements. Cool. I like that. Good to know. On top of being version control. (laughs) Yeah. And for something as like with static mockups like that, those are, 
there's so much time that goes into exactly just that all the explorations like the eight million artboards to see what it would look like if this it's red instead of blue <laughs> or whatever it's really hard to also see that when like when you enter into a sketch file and there's like a million different artboards like there's and there's no direction you know yeah, i've still it up done a someone. very bad job of, of <laughs> cleaning my sketch file up Mm-hmm. It's certainly something that I should be doing a better job of. I guess it depends but again, on who right the now, audience is. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm I'm still the only one in the sketch file. Yeah. And it also, the sketch file started from a design sprint sketch file that I did. And so it started off kind of a mess. And I tried to clean it up as I went along. But it just kind of got away from me. I think I was... I forget who I was talking to about this. But, like, there's a part of me that knows... Like, this isn't the final product. Mm -hmm. And so I don't treat it with the same care that I would treat a product that, like, I'm writing HTML and CSS or if there, like, there was a way for me to implement the design because it's not what people are seeing. It's, it's an artifact to kind of communicate with developers and the business owner of what my intent is. Mm -hmm. And right now, no one else is jumping into that file. And I'm betting that that'll probably not be true in the future so i should spend the time mm. to clean that up but in the back of my mind i always like i don't care so much about the cleanliness of the sketch file just because i know it's not the final output of design yeah i hear that there are times when if i'm doing it really fast too and it's really just to get something out the door in the next couple of days and i know that this is not gonna be the deliverable and this is not gonna be a thing like it's just, this is not gonna be the one true source like it's we're gonna go into the code now and like actually build this stuff i know i don't really spend too much time on i really sh i mean i should <laughs> throw in some time towards the end and clean it up but i don't know it's just i also I mean uh, i want I, people I to would look at argue the code that yeah, yeah, I would argue that that isn't like, it's the same thing as like the stuff that we produce during a design sprint. It's like we're we're just trying to create a lot of those sketches. Like we're not going to go back and refine those sketches right. even though they're influencing the final product. Yes, the a sketch file is probably closer than a sketch would be, mm -hmm. but until it is the thing that that people are using besides me to use an app, it's, it just doesn't feel like it's worth a ton of time to go in and make sure everything's organized really well. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I'm always so impressed when I see sketch files that are like so organized in terms of like everything is all components and all the symbols are working and there's a JSON file that's <laughs> in there that's automatically updating all the, the content, you know, all the text. It's so cool. But mm -hmm. that's also the final deliverable. Like that is that is what the thing is. So it's always cool to see what it looks like when oh this is actually a thing that someone <laughs> wanted in the end. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. just like a bunch of layers. It's like copy v one, copy copy <laughs> v two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always feel so much better when I organize artboard layers and stuff. You know, like group things, how they need to be grouped. Sometimes the grouping gets out of control because I forget that a thing is grouped and then I group it some more. And then there's like groups and groups and groups. And I'm like, oh, my God, why do they allow me to do this? They should cut me <laughs> off. They should cut me off at two. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're copying things from Illustrator. I find that Illustrator adds like a bunch of groups. 
because I think it, when you copy something from Illustrator, it pastes it as SVG. And so there's a bunch of nesting in that too. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think where I always get components, the, the way that you can do components in Sketch is so robust now, mm-hmm. but I still like, I'm still really quick to be like, oh, this doesn't follow exactly what this I have in mind for this. And so I'm going to break it away from the symbol that it's associated with and, and start something new. Yeah, I do that. And I always feel weird when I break apart symbols like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's okay. It'll be okay. It'll all be okay. Hmm. One potential risk on the current project that we're on is that we have, we're trying to cater to two different users, one of which is the people who are actually using <laughs> the product. And then the people who are not using but are buying the product. So there's this conflicting set of principles here of it needs to be usable, but also it needs to be like needs to wow someone in a presentation, like when they're looking at it on a big screen. (laughs) So like tables and being able to sort through table header is like not like sexy enough. (laughs) But it's very usable. So there's just like this weird one thing that we're trying to be mindful of is how to kind of cater to both, but without sacrificing usability, which is our above all the thing that we want to cater to. You know, we want to cater to the users, the people are using it. And part of me was like, well, how much of it is just making a really fancy presentation (laughs) and not showing a ton of UI? But just, you know, hiring someone who can, like, really just create something insane. <laughs> you know, like, you, like, dim the lights and you're like, let's go on a journey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we can hire you to go in and do the movie voice. And I can do it. I can do, like, like Long Island voice, too. <laughs> what a pair. Let's go on a journey from <laughs> start to finish through this web application. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. We're going to go through <laughs> software. So maybe they just need a better like presentation voice. Yeah. Maybe that's how we just build in, build in my presentation voice into the app. Yeah. Is the presentation part like, does it involve like some sort of table tabular data, like visualizing it? Yeah. Visualizing. I mean, it's for people who are going through a ton of data, but that's not sexy in like a boardroom, you know, because currently the presentation they're using are just screenshots of these tables and no one wants to see that because it's like snooze fest. I love looking at tables. Do you? During a presentation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially when it's like tabular data, like eight point font size uh-huh. from across the room looks yeah. awesome. So I don't know. I was gently kind of trying to push back on that a little bit by just being like, well, how much of it is just getting a really good designed presentation? Because <laughs> right now it doesn't look very, very exciting, you know, but yeah. I know that it's just interesting to have to kind of think about both because you know that <laughs> to think about the person buying it, they want to like the wow factor and the people who are using it don't care about the wow factor. They just want to get their job done. So mm-hmm. TBD, you know, yeah. more to come. Presenter mode. 
just have a presenter mode that, that <laughs> yes. throws up a bunch of donut charts that look nice, but they don't actually show up, show any information. That's such a good idea, presenter mode in an app. I love that. Intercom, I think it's Intercom. They, they had a, a feature where it was like showing where people were using Intercom on your site. They discovered this is like their one of their jobs to be done stories is like they they discovered that the majority of use for that page was people screenshotting it and doing what you're saying. It's like screenshotting mm. it and putting it into a presentation of like, look at where all of the people are that are visiting our site. And so what they did, they, I guess they probably did a bunch of customer interviews to, to kind of see how people were using that feature and what they were doing with it. And so they tailored the design to be potentially less accurate of communicating that information, but more visually appealing because people were more using it for presentation stuff. And I think they like took it even further down the line of like you could just download that information into a slide a PowerPoint slide or a keynote slide. And so you could just download the slide and throw it into your deck and it would be all done. But it's less accurate? Well, it's visually less accurate. It's like the oh. same thing of like a donut chart of like it looks nicer, but you're not able to make the, the same kind of detailed assumptions that you could looking at gotcha. the information in a better format. Oh, that's good to know. I always find it fascinating when like taking a screenshot of something is part of someone's workflow. Like there was one time like, writing a thing in Notepad was part of like a user's workflow and it was all the users were doing it. And someone was on the team wanted to just be like, well, let's get rid of Notepad and build a Notepad into our app. I was like, no, let's just keep that out of there. <laughs> <laughs> they so rebuild Notepad in this, yeah, this app. Like now it's a tool. Like you're allowed to use other tools while you're doing something like it's okay. And they all like had a little tiny notepad, like the window was so small and they'd have it. This is like for customer service, like on the phone, they'd take in your name when you call and your phone number. And mm -hmm. the system was so slow that, that they couldn't, like they just had to put it in the system after the call. So it was like extra work after every phone call. Oh, so geez. they would like immediately like write it down, this little tiny notepad that's like in the bottom right corner of their screen. And the rest of the screen was just covered in database, like all this like horrible looking interfaces of just them like <laughs> trying to find your order. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was interesting visit to watch everyone kind of plug away. And it's really, I always find it fascinating how you can hand someone like the worst looking interface but give them like a day and tell them that your job depends on it to figure this out. And like they'll, <laughs> they'll figure it, it out. Yeah. And I, I always remember. think it's, yeah. So it's always the call center people. They always, it always have it the is. worst. I know. <laughs> Similar situation. Like the, the call center would have two browsers open because mm -hmm. a, there was one app that worked in one browser yes, and one app exactly. that worked in the other browser exactly. and a notes app and they were taking physical notes as well yeah and they like they had a reason why but they would like use the notes app for copying and pasting things and i was just like oh this just watching yep. you do this once was really painful and That's, you've yeah. done it so many times that you don't even realize that what you're doing is painful I had the same experience with other call center people. And the really funny notion is 
they're so used to this disaster of a software that if you try and make it usable, it's like can actually slow them down in an insane amount because they have no idea like where you put that button. Yeah. I just yeah, think that's they have kind of like such a funny cut out for them. Yeah. I love that that's always a consideration. Well, before we make this better, you know that there's probably going to be less productivity, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not used to something that actually is intuitive. <laughs> but they, they made it intuitive by just knowing exactly where to click at any given point. It's really amazing what, what humans are capable of. <laughs> yeah, the workarounds. I always wonder for, for stuff like that, like how long does training take? Or, like, how long does it take them to get to the point where they're doing that, like, mm -hmm. rapidly? I know. I know that they physically, like, they actually went through training for, like, at least a week or so. And then from there, I think it took them, like, a month or something to really get into that groove. But they're mm. also doing it every day for, like, eight hours a day. So I, I feel like it's probably faster than a month. I feel like people do, people also in call centers, they're generally asking for the same stuff. So I feel like they're probably doing the same kind of workflow like multiple times mm -hmm. a day. But visiting a call center has forever changed, you know, when I call <laughs> a call center or what I do when I do live chat. I just now the vision in my head is always the people <laughs> that I met in Texas who were like in this little call center. Like I, I picture like a, the sm I, I can smell the room. I can like see the people like I, I remember it so vividly. It's so weird. It's like when I'm talking to friends on like during work, you know, like let's say we're like chatting, like hey, hi, hi, how's it going? I love seeing where they work, so when I talk to them, I can visualize them at their desk. It's like <laughs> so much better. <laughs> it's like I feel like it's an accomplishment when I get to visit someone's office because I'm like, yes, now I get to like envision you know, like what you're yeah. like where you are when you like say hi. <laughs> Do you like start to make people like take photos? Should I take photos of my desk so yeah, you can envision? Yeah, you <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I love it. I love all the information. I, I want to know what things look like so I can visualize them. <laughs> I'm going to wait until we get into our house to do that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I remember I was, I was video chatting with Sam in the Austin office and you walked by in the background and I was like, whoa, like... <laughs> I haven't seen Kyle in the background before. <laughs> it's a new position. Yeah. <laughs> He's always in that red room. Yeah, you are. Or that weird one with the zebras that are getting oh, arrows yeah, shot at them. Room. I kind of like that room, though. I think it's kind of cool. I like hot pink wallpaper. Why not? You know? Uh, yeah. I have <laughs> issues with that room. but I know you do. <laughs> it's not hot pink. It's red. It's oh. blood red. Oh, okay. Well, maybe in your new house you can make your own like anti-game room. Anti there's just animals <laughs> hugging the, and just laughing. Zebras, <laughs> zebras playing like golf or something. They're they're Perfect. playing games, you know, right. relaxing, drinking yeah. like mint juleps. Oh my god, that sounds great. Right. <laughs> well, you have a porch. You have two porches, so you can definitely do that as well. Mm -hmm. Well, the zebras can. I, I, I actually have to work so that we can pay for the house. <laughs> yeah. Man, I would love to come down and, and help with any, like, I don't know, anything. Just kind of do a mural or we can all do one together. Like, uh, it sounds so fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on down and do whatever. <laughs> Great. Thank you. <laughs> it's an open invitation to everyone. Right. Everyone. Come on down. The price is right. <laughs> 
think we're uh, at about time. Cool. Show notes. Show notes. Tentative. FM. Dot FM. One more time. (laughs) Anyway, for show notes, you can visit tentative.fm slash 61. For Twitter, you can find us on the tweets, although we still don't Twitter anything. We also don't know how to even talk about it. at, At tentative. FM. I know how to Twitter. Uh-huh. What else? Oh, they can email us at hostattentative.fm, and they can review us on iTunes, mm-hmm. and they can come by our thought house. Yeah. Please send us an email. <laughs> Thank you. Anything. Maybe maybe something that you'd want to hear about next time. Yeah. Last time we asked about people and, oh, the difference between medieval times and, and Renaissance Fair. That was a good... I don't think anyone's followed up with that. No, unfortunately. What are the best presents, Christmas presents, Hanukkah presents, <laughs> whatever, for designers? And we'll go over those next time on Tentative. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Gift ideas for your fellow designer friends. Like a subscription to Tentative. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not free. Okay, well, have a great weekend. You too. (laughs) All right. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. We are experienced designers and developers who turn your idea into the right product. With local studios in Boston, San Francisco, New York, London, Austin, and Raleigh, let's build something great together.